Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Liz and Jenny Show, where it is Friday, and we bring on our favorite researcher, Anton. How you doing, Anton? Oh, I'm great. Much better than last week. Thank you for filling in last minute last week. Yeah, no quite don't worry, Anton. If you're ever feeling under the weather, don't worry about it. We can. We've got. We've got you covered. We absolutely do. Before you share your screen, Anton, I have to do something. So we're going to go back into Twitter because, Anton, do you know who Pantera is? Uh, I don't actually. Me neither. Thank you, Diki, <laughs> for sharing that. Me neither, but our viewers do. So I don't know that I can press play on this. I don't know if the lyrics. I don't are know if we'll hear it. I, I don't know if we'll hear it, but I and I don't know what their lyrics are like. But um, well, this is why I didn't know if I could do it, just because this sign or this last sentence. I was like, I'm just not going to press play on that one. <laughs> um, but we got up here. Um, lots of people uh, love Pantera and Metallica. I had the privilege to see them both back in the day with Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul drums. Your son has excellent taste in music, Jenny. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and then Profit Like It's Hot said, hi, ladies, love the show. Will you get long natural gas or UNG with me? Heck yeah, we did it yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are long UNG and natural gas. So we're in it and I hope we profit like it's hot. Yes, we're gonna profit like it's hot, which is an awesome handle. And then, uh, Jason Davidson. So I just had to pop in there because Anton, I've never heard of, I mean, I'm, I've heard of Pantera. I just don't know what they sing. Well, Anton, here's the thing. They're playing together. Like Metallica has been on tour, but this is the first time they're having Pantera play with them in a, a long, 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 long time. According to my son, the tickets went on sale at 10 a.m. today for a concert that's going to take place in August of 2024. How do you feel about that, Anton? August of 2024. Yes. That's how big it's going to be. And it's a two-day event. Where is it? Soldier Field. Two-day event is Soldier Field. Well, it's over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and they're selling tickets today at, for 2024. Yeah, you know what? You know, this is I'm going to be the dissenting opinion, obviously, you know, but I don't, I don't, I don't understand why anybody would pay money to see a concert um period you're not you don't you don't go to concerts let me rephrase that there are a certain <laughs> like situations i would go in that's Anton at Tizzy Tree. <laughs> right? there's certain situations i would go yes but like remember you were talking about the whole taylor swift thing in soldier field yeah no, no, no. what was it so soldier no united center i'm going no it's at soldier field no but that was like a month ago or something it was the, the tickets were going for like ten thousand dollars yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. liz is going i'm i'm out i didn't get Swift, soldier field i got i got i got a two lot go on <laughs> yeah you have two left i've got a two lot i've got two tickets a two lot yeah so so like i don't know i just see when when i think of that i think of okay we can go on a luxury river cruise or to see taylor swift packed like sorry I, I just i can't i just don't understand i don't get it okay anton I, so i am with you there where i would never pay like an obscene amount of money for a concert ticket uh but the concert tickets that i just bought for my kids to go in the lawn at eric church were 40 dollars a ticket but so, that's different. But well, that's that, different. No, but here's the deal. Like, I didn't pay an exorbitant amount to go to Taylor Swift. I don't know that I would pay to pay that much to go there. But for 
the ticket price, I'm happy to be going. Would you sell them? Sell at what price? So that's just it is my daughter's got floor seats. She wouldn't give this up for any amount of money. She paid a normal amount. She paid ticket price. She she, yeah, so if she paid $150 a ticket. Now she could sell them for five grand. Should she sell them and make the money? You're not really hers. Like her friends bought them. So I, like, would, I would, I would, I would, I would. Because money, money can't buy happiness. You're only young once. Well, the money can definitely buy a lot more than a couple hours sweating a Taylor Swift, that's for sure. And I think that, you know, if for five grand a pop, I mean, I think money could definitely buy a nice you know what a, is interesting? four this, season spa or something so like that. Taylor Swift is pretty interesting because, and Tom always says this, it's worth what people are willing to pay, right? So that's what it's worth. Everything finds its mid price. It, it, things are worth what people are willing to pay. Like there's a market for everything. Of, of course. I just, I would say that I would be. I would be like if you had the, if you looked at the book, a, a order depth book. I would be probably ten dollar bid, ten thousand ask. That would be my market. No, no, no. Sorry, I would be at the ask and the ten dollar bid. That would be my market. My well, market for it. I always think it's risky to pay a lot of money for tickets at an outdoor venue because you don't want to spend thousands of dollars to go to an outdoor venue and then it rains and what? Then what? You sing in the rain. I love it's, I mean, as long as, as long as it's the summer. As long as it's the summer, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't do it in like I can't go to like Soldier Field and watch a Bears game because you'd freeze your butt off. But but yeah. Um, what about but, on, where do you land on sporting events? <laughs> oh, sporting events is a little bit different, but not because of the sport itself, because of the also like like the experience. You know, depending on who you're going with. Like like look look look. I was in Boston a couple years ago, and I went to a Red Sox game, and it was really fun. Not because of the baseball. But because of the experience, you know, I've never been to, you know, it was a Fenway Park, right? I've never been to Fenway Park. I've never been to. Have you ever been to a concert, though? Just, just. Uh, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an element of experience when you go. There is an element. That's what I'm saying. There is an element. It is an experience. And like, if you go to a good performer, it's an experience. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I would see somebody that I, you know, would care to see, but I would, you know, reasonable ticket. Yeah, like, that. that's what I mean. It's not about concerts in general. It's about the hype around. That's what I'm saying. It's the hype. But some around concerts the concert. are, are. You walk away from a concert and it's like life changing experience. I'm telling that's you, that's what people are paying for. There are nights I can honestly say that I've been with Jenny. Lots of nights because we have known each other for a long time. Where we've been at concerts together, and I'm looking at her. She's looking at me. We're standing on our chairs, singing at the top of our lungs with our arms around each other. You walk away, and that was an experience, right? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying. It's the experience. But <laughs> okay, granted, this is also coming from the person who, you know, loves to to travel, you know, to Las Vegas and, you know, torch what? money that way. But so the thing is, is so I guess you're right. Everything does have its price. So did you uh, yeah, what I was your first concert, Anton? Do you have a memory of like your first concert? Did your parents uh, take you to well, one when you were a kid? I actually don't even. Oh, okay. I was at a concert. It was a. It was at Ravinia. Um, it was a One Republic concert at Ravinia. Fantastic, phenomenal, excellent. That was a great concert. But it was also like, you know, like thirty dollars or something like that. Fifty dollars. I don't know. Yeah. Jenny, what was yours? Mine was New Kids on the Block and KOTB, baby. And oh, I, was, I went to that one. I was going to marry Joe McIntyre. Like I left there with that feeling like we were destined to be together. <laughs> I, I I went to that concert too. Um, but no, my, my first one was Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's an experience. Solid, solid one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah. I guess I, uh,
I'm probably going to get some emails for that, but you know, that's, that's, no, I'm able that's, to say coming up on five I get the price. Days. I get the price, Anton. Like I've never been one wanting to spend a lot of money for a concert. I've the most I've ever spent on a concert ticket was $500. Was it yeah, like, like see even that's like, huh? Was it the sandbox concert that you went to? Yeah, I've done like the Kenny Chesney sandbox or the Eric Church VIP experience where you have a private concert with him before the concert. Yeah. Like, see, but that even that's reasonable. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and and honestly, you know, again, I think that if you're going to do something with the experience behind it, obviously you're going to pay more. So I get that. I love your enthusiasm, Anton. I get that as we have a, <laughs> I say this because I have a Swifties on both sides of me holding a gun to, the, to my head. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, what are you bringing on today? What, what's the trader's instinct today? Swifties. I did learn that that is the term for people who like Taylor Swift. Is your new girlfriend a Swiftie? No. Uh, uh, actually, no. I didn't know it was out in the open. Well, I would say, a, and I would say like a diehard fan. No, no, no. But, but, um, I mean, she does have some interesting songs. Don't get me wrong, but I, and again, I'm talking about the fanatics. Like, you know, anyway, uh, I should stop talking before I get in trouble. All right, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Frank wants all of us to go to the Hodag Festival in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. I'm in. I'm in. Frank. Like that? That would be fun. <laughs> we can't go with you, Anton. You've already established that you're not fun at concerts. No, I'm very <laughs> fun at concerts. <laughs> I'm I'm very fun at concerts. It it depends on it depends on where the concert is. Like 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 if it's like a festival type of thing, which I've never been to a music festival. Um I would it would be kind of an interesting thing to go to, but it depends on the music festival. You know, like with Lollapalooza, I wouldn't step within fifty yards of that place. But if it's something like what did you say that was in Wisconsin? That thing? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll we'll find something for Anton. One of these days, we'll get you to a concert. Um, all right. On, all to, right. on to Trader's Instinct. What do we have going on today? Sometimes we forget the show is about options trading. <laughs> the show is, well, this is, we, we talked about options trading. This is a very good lesson that everything has a price. So if you look at the market and you're like, this is ridiculously overpriced, just remember. Nope. Someone's that, buying it and someone's selling it. That's right. Just remember that you're the one in the wrong if you say that this is mispriced. And I got to tell you, the interesting thing about Taylor Swift is there were more. This is the most liquid thing there is because everybody wanted in, right? That's right. So the price, and, the and, price found itself. And here I am, the dummy, saying it's a wrong price. See, <laughs> I should know I should know better. Honestly. And markets I'm, move. I mean, you think about, so let's. Uh, separate from tickets, think about like the used cars uh, now where cars are going for over sticker, even new cars going for over sticker price. Like whoever thought we'd see that in our lifetime. Yeah. Nobody. Anyway. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I do appreciate the uh, the uh, correction I just brought to myself. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's take a look at this. Uh, let me share the screen. Okay, great. Okay. Speaking of uh, things that are uh absurdly move absurdly how about earnings okay do you see these uh, can you please say this in your best truck driver voice earnings 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 like something earnings earnings, earnings. <laughs> <laughs> we got earnings hot fresh off the press all right we got earnings i love it, uh, I love it huh yeah i love so it we got earnings season, so I'm gonna gonna propose this kind of pro proposition for you. Well, not really proposition, more like a question. So, if you uh, your how much of your portfolio is generally allocated to earnings trades during earnings season, and then 
how do you pick the stocks? Because a lot of have earnings, but you only pick a few, obviously. So how do you pick the ones? Liquid number one for me is liquidity. I'm only trading liquid products on earnings typically. All right. Anton, we've started a new uh, earnings strategy that we're implementing this season, trying to mostly do that in all the earnings trades and see how that works out at the end of the earnings season. It's riskless. It's oh, riskless. not riskless. It's risk <laughs> less. It's risking less. It's defined risk. They're defined risk trades that uh, risk less than than selling naked strangles. Risk less. Got to get that's, that space. That's in. great. You know what? I I bet. You know, I bet the regulators are really going to like that. It's risk. Wait for it. Yes. I, 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 when she says it, I, I say it still has risk. It's just less risk than a naked strangle. It's like when you tell somebody, oh, I'm going out to, uh, you know, I'm going to hang out with uh, with my girlfriend. But you have to specify it's a girlfriend versus a girlfriend, which is a different story. Yeah, right? you got to say you got to say it slower. It's a girl. That's, that, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know. So actually, it's funny because you mentioned the liquidity part. That's obviously a must, right? Um, we'll talk about strategies in a second. But but my interest, by my question to you, I guess I just thought of this as I was asking: is when you have like a, an earnings play, do you ever go uh, like okay? Basically, when we have a trade, we either want the stock to stay within some range or we want to exceed some range. Do you ever play the exceed? the range move with earnings. You mean by a, by a straddle? Either, not necessarily, because I didn't say, I didn't want to say long premium because there are ways you can still, you know, like exceed the range with like a butterfly, for example, or, you know, or I'm sorry, not a butterfly, um, um, a, 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 a butterfly, but outside the, the, the expected move, or maybe um, like a calendar, for example, you know? Uh, we don't, we t typically don't do that. I personally don't r really do that unless something, unless there's like, we've sometimes, we've looked at products where we say, gosh, this premium is so cheap. This, uh, I, it, it's rare, but sometimes you see a product that has very, very little value in the weekly where it looks like it makes more sense to buy it than sell it because it's so cheap. And do, do you remember like years, and this is in the very, very beginning, Jenny, like uh, so 11 years ago, Alan, I mean, I'm just going to say his name. Okay. He used to buy <laughs> straddles. Remember this? So he, yes. would, he would buy straddles every time on earnings. And because his whole point was he, you weren't risking that much because even if it didn't move on the open, it was still worth something. Remember? Right. And just sell it right on the open. You'd have to sell it right on the open. You couldn't hold it. But yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good point because Netflix experienced something very similar today. Actually, if you look at Netflix, it's, uh, um, it's mm -hmm. it, it, it uh let's see i remember here i actually here well, let's take a look at netflix can i actually give an example of this yeah, sure because yeah. this was exactly what happened this morning so what uh, anton did he bought the straddle no no no. <laughs> <laughs> no no so let's see open that uh opened uh 30 let's see 36 oh literally opened right where it is right now okay that's fantastic so so i actually can go to the uh, at the money straddle here. Let me. You want me to go to the platform? Or yeah, if you could. Yeah, if you could, because I because I don't want to double share a few things. Yeah. You can just guide me. Give me one second. Share screen. Um. Okay. Netflix. Okay, so you go to Netflix. Um, and okay. So, yep. So go to January. Okay. So click the uh, three thirty. It was a three. It was closer to three thirty. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So click. Uh, now now click on the. You know what? Clear the order. 
and just do the call and then left turn right click on the call after you after you uh yep there you go do option and chart yep, yep. so uh, and now click the day uh button and change it to like a five minute candle okay so for those of you who haven't done this before this is literally looking at the price the option as a candlestick chart like over the course of a certain period of time and looking over the course of the last what, what do i want here just one day just yeah one just day. one day yeah so notice the price is all right well that's kind of interesting all right let me see if i can get it well we're just waiting maybe it'll come maybe it's why every time you do this it's like all right hold on yeah mine's working all right here I'll, let me oh, there it is there, it just oh, took a minute okay yeah. all right so notice if you go to the open today okay now remember the price is trading basically around the same word plus it, it's a it's no, look at friday let's you gotta um go over to friday no no no, no, no. go oh, to this, this is one day go to this morning go to this morning oh I yeah, yeah yeah right friday today's friday yeah yeah so it's the first big green candle right there yeah right here no 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 you gotta no, go no, see no, it no. look at the bottom not yesterday not like 2 p.m yeah go, go, go to, to the right you guys right. see this says 8 40 a.m yeah, but that was yesterday that's that was yesterday's morning that's yesterday oh i see friday there we go <laughs> <laughs> okay i was like if we're on one day and it's five minutes that should yep. be okay got it so notice, you know, even uh, at the open, right? The low at the open was uh, 392. Price is about the same. It's now trading at 140. So there is still a ton of premium that came out in the first yeah. hour or two of the day. And obviously you had the put side to that too. If you're buying a straddle, it's basically double, right? Oh, the stock dropped about a dollar. So sure, if it was a 50 delta, consider about 50 cents of that, uh, you know, was it also added due to the delta effect. But the theta from this morning to now, Call it 392 minus about a 50 cents in the delta, 340 and out. So about two dollars, yeah, two dollars in theta came out just in the last hour and a half. Or right. I mean, we've done that. We have tried this in the past years ago, Liz, where we would buy it and then sell it on the open. And you never we you never lost that much. Um, you had the potential to make money, but you didn't lose that much. Mm -hmm. Can you look so can you go to the closing price, uh, which would be the 15? and see it, what the change was in the 15 straddle from the close to the open this morning. What do you want me to do? Because that's where, that's where you would have been. That was the at the money straddle yesterday, the 315. Oh, the 315 straddle, yeah. Yeah, what the 315 straddle. I don't, can, I don't know that you can do both, so I'd have to look at. Yeah, I think you just have to look at one. But but what was the trading? Did you, did you guys look at it last night before you put the trade, before you? Uh, well, wow. I mean, three, if it's up $20, it would have been $20 lower was the closing price. Well, let's take a look. Uh, right click on it. I got to clear it though. Hold on. Clear order. So we know. So here's what we know. When we see yesterday's closing price, okay, you see yesterday's yeah. closing price, $15. That means the call and the put were both $15 because it was yep. at the money. Yep. So yep. it was trading $30 at right. the close. And on the open, it was trading $23.70. So it would have been a $600 loss. Right. Plus you have, plus you have, on the put side that was still that was the so yeah but that's not worth anything so the if you bought the straddle at the end of the day at the close and sold it this morning it would be a 600 dollars loss well i mean the put maybe maybe was worth like 50 cents or something or like a dollar you know like so so here here like out curiosity let's see yeah what was that put worth it was uh opening at was it uh, yeah so 50 cents approximately yeah yeah if i have a dollar it got up to a dollar yeah so there you go so so five hundred dollar loss on a on a three thousand dollar position. So that's not that yeah. bad if you're buying a straddle on earnings where the inside where the moves inside the expected move. 
It's not bad. No, it's, I, no they're not. I, we, I, we've, we've seen this. Uh, the, there are people that do this. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it in, I mean, it's hard in a product like Netflix, because what we say you'd be paying $3,000 for the straddle. So, I mean, $600 is not that much of a loss if you're paying three grand for something. That's the point, it's, right? It's, that's right. It's not so, so lost. So, like, if you look at Tom or Tony, or if you ask Tom on earnings, would you ever sell straddle? No, they really don't ever sell straddle. Or if they have something that's similar to a straddle, they widen out right. the wings on earnings. So if right. they would never sell a straddle... I mean, it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't make, it's not that crazy that someone would buy it. Right. Now, and, and the thing is, I just, oh, sorry, Liz, you're going to say something? I don't know. I'm just thinking because I don't think it's that bad of a play. I just think you have to close it on the open. Like, yeah. this has to be immediate close. You, you can't yeah. it Now, I will say, though, the word of warning for people who want to try this, earnings, the, the, uh, the um, morning of earnings, after earnings, morning after, the morning after earnings, right? Uh, very wide markets for most stocks, especially the ones that have earnings. So it's very, be careful also, you know, because it's, it's, it's easy to say, oh, you know, we're going to get out of this for a dollar, you know, with the, with the put we just saw. But realistically, you know, those, I don't know how big the spreads were this morning, but I bet they weren't what they are right now. But you have to put in a working order before the open. You have to kind of guess, like, what is this going to be worth? That, that, and that's order. right. That's yeah. right. You have to guess. You have to guess. And you have to be well, right. You know what else it gives you the ability to do, though, too, Anton, is that, I mean, Netflix earnings were last night. If you if, say there was a massive move, a massive move in one direction or the other, you can kind of close your position or lock your profits in by using stock. And like in the true. after hours, in the after hours or in the morning, do you know what I'm saying? So like, that's the one thing that you can do by, you can lock in wherever you feel like your profit is by using stock if you're buying the options. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's a really good point too, especially after hours, like the, the, yeah. if the stock closes after hours, you get the move about, you know, 15 minutes later, uh, let's say you get a huge move, you know, Netflix goes up $60 and you're like, I don't want to have the chance to go down. Yeah. yeah. You just right. sell, you can short the stock. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the one thing about that too. And a lot of times you see those violent moves, and then by the open the next day, sometimes it hasn't, it didn't do much either. Yeah, interesting. Cool. All right. Well, then, how about? Uh, oops. So, okay, in that case, going back to like your 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 opinion on this. So, you know, it, it, let's say okay. Like generally during earnings season, excuse me, there, excuse me, there are a lot of stocks out there that are are liquid. Right. So, so besides the liquidity factor, what else do you guys look at? Like you have 15 earnings throughout the week. All of them are liquid. How do you choose? Or do you do all of them? No, we do the well, biggest names. I mean, we're, 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 we're a uh, 50 trick pony, Anton. Our, our cast of products have gotten a lot less. Don't you think, Jenny? If we know. Well, and we've been doing this for so long, Anton. It's kind of like, we know the earnings that we trade when we see the list every week. So we have an amazing viewer, Bob, who posts the list of earnings for us every week, and we could just look at it and know which products on there are the ones that we trade. It's just from from repetition, doing them year after year after year after year. Okay, here's a question then. Do you guys look ever at the IV rank? If you know earnings is coming up and it's liquid, do you care about the IV rank beforehand? Uh, not necessarily. We'll look at we'll look at the expected move for the cycle. Yeah. And if it's not worth it, it's not worth it. You're gonna have a liquid product where it's you know your move's fifty cents. So to sell a premium or to do something, you're not getting anything. It doesn't it doesn't behoove us to trade earnings. Right. Behoove. <laughs> that's your word. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the word of the day. So no, I actually agree with you. I actually, I wanted to mention that because I think um, 
you know, it's one of those things that's one of those caveats about earnings. You don't really trade them the same way, right? Like, and even if you, okay, it's so like when you trade earnings, what's your typical, uh, what's your typical play then? Show them our new, our new uh, earnings, which I don't know. Show, we, show me, show me. Just okay. pick a product that has earnings next week. What has earnings on Monday or next week anytime? Because we could, so we've been doing these, um, what has earnings next week, Anton? Any uh, I think. I don't know. Oh, you can here go go to the watch list and then uh, sort by earnings uh, next week. So here, go to the filter. Oh, there, earnings can, sort, it's on the, earnings. It's on... Click on the title earns at the, uh, the right very last column. Yeah, click it. Click it again. All right, there you go. Oh, and there. You go. Okay, so Microsoft, 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 right? Yeah, for those of you watching, by the way, that's a really neat tool you can use to sort by earnings. Okay, so they have earnings next week. So what we have been doing, Anton, is going to the expected move for the earnings cycle. So I'm going to get uh, the expected move because I went to the seven day, which tomorrow next week it'll be the the you know the weekly, um, and then we're going to go a week out and buy something so we're not paying for it. So I sold the twenty two. You sold the 227, so you'd buy the um, 220, yeah, 22, and then you sold the 250, so we'd buy the 255. So these double diagonals where we're not paying for it, you see this is a small credit. Mm -hmm. So you've got, you know, $500 in risk or, you know, less than that, but minus the credit you received. And if it stays within its expected move, because we're taking in a credit, no matter what, we'll make some money. If it goes to not through, we'll make a lot more. Because we'll right, have that right, long right. Like a double ratio. Yeah. Similar yeah. to double ratio, except it's cross, cross expiration. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Diagonalized. So that's been our go-to move because, and I'm saying when I say this, I, I joke when I say it's riskless, it's risking less than if you sold the strangle because we're capped out our maximum loss. If this thing loses its mind and opens it at, 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 you know, either 150 or 300, we only lose. We have a, it's, it's defined risk. It also has a roll built in. So if wheels fall off scenario, which we did in a couple of things, we rolled it and then all of a sudden we've just got a spread. I will say in the lower price product, the risk is much less. You can do $2 wide or $3 wide. In the higher price products, you're getting wider. In Netflix, to put this on, you would have had to have a $10 wide spread yeah, uh, to, wide. to put it on for not, without paying for it. Here in Microsoft, it's a $5 wide spread. But I kind of like them in lower price products where our spread's only $250 wide. Uh, it's not as wide as, as these. They carry less risk. Yeah, and so well, we were looking at this saying, you know, if we're selling strangles for a dollar and a dollar, what are we what are we trying to make? You know, 50, 50 cents. And the risk was just so much in those moves from last year because some of them took us out. A lot of my biggest losses were on earnings trades where I was selling premium. Mm -hmm. So well, this is, if I'm not mistaken, I'm so trying to look at this to make sure this is similar to a double ratio, right? It's a well, double diagonal. It's, it's a double diagonal. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Double yeah. Not the bad trade. The bad trade, the double ratio spread carries unlimited risk in both directions. And right. what we found is if an earnings trade blows through, it usually blows through to the point where it's a bigger loss, right? So this kind of it's a risk even less trade even less than a strangle or a naked option. But, you, but you can't pay for it. We didn't want the $1,000 wide spreads in Netflix, so we made them narrower, $5 wide, and then we paid $1.50 for it. Well, we ended up losing like $70 on that Netflix trade because you can't pay for, you can't pay for them.
Yeah. What is the uh, are you able? Will, will, will it work if you go over to this uh, analysis mode? No, you can't cross streams. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can't cross streams. It does. It doesn't really show the analysis page. I see. Yeah. Got yeah. it. All right. Okay. You know what? I just glanced at the time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we're out of we're out of time. <laughs> Anton, thank you for coming on. As always, yeah, you brought in some words. Always very yeah. thought provoking, and I can't wait to get you to a concert. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, have a wonderful weekend. Everyone out there, have a great weekend. Remember to trade small, trade often. Have with us, learn with us, and watch the Liz and Jenny show. We'll see you Monday. See you on Monday. Bye. The content of this podcast is provided solely by Tasty Trade Inc. and are not the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliate companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a research report, trading or investment advice, or a recommendation that any investment strategy, security, or futures product is suitable for any person. You are responsible for making your own investment decisions in light of your individual investment knowledge, objectives, and financial situation. Applicable supporting documentation for any claims, including claims made on behalf of options programs, comparison, recommendations, statistics, or other technical data will be supplied upon request. Tasty Trading is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.